Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. This is episode 27 of Super Nerd Pals, your weekly conversational podcast about video games, comics, and everything else. My name is Andy, and you can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. Hey Stan. What's up? You can find Stan on Twitter at StanDoom. Doom! Doom! Hey Chris. What's up Andy, how's it going? And you can find Chris on Twitter at Ninja for hire. That's K-Y-O. What's up guys? What's up? Woo! Back in the studio. <laughs> ba- back in the... In, back in the, in the saddle again. Like ACDC. There you go. Back in the closet for Chris. Yeah, I love his closet. <laughs> back in the Actually, closet. Actually, I don't. Please get me out of here. It's, it's hot. It's scary. <laughs> and I need... Bro, you need an AC in your closet. It's There's no room for you here. It's... Uh, I just... I need a proper podcasting studio. We'll uh, go to all. Washington. We'll figure it out. We'll, uh, we'll do it. Thanks, man. DC, I can, rel- I can always rely on you, Andy. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Stan here just sips his water and be like, nope, not helping. No. <laughs> You're on your own. Stan's like, fuck you guys. Putting me to work. Alright. News? News. So, with the Final Fantasy VII remake, they decided uh, that they're... Well, it's just talk that they might change the battle system, right? It's all speculation, it, yeah. Yeah. It's not 100%, but uh, I think they they want to turn it into like an action RPG. Um, like inspired by Evan Children, no doubt. I know a lot of people are against that, but I'm completely for it. I don't want to sit down and play uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake the exact same again. It's kind of like, um, to me, in my eyes, I think it's more like um, Resident Evil, what they did with like taking out the tank controls. It would be nice if they added a feature to do turn-based, if that's what you want to do. But I feel like I'll play that game through Action RPG. How do you guys feel about that? I think, I think I, since it's going to be such a radical facelift in terms of graphics, and it's like, it's not... It, the news before this, they even announced it's not going to be even a complete... Uh, faithful remake. They are going to change some stuff story-wise and give it some tweaks. So I think it just makes perfect sense to tweak the combat to make it more more palatable for like this for the new future generations of gamers. But I've always when when Avid Children first came out, and you know back when Final Fantasy thirteen versus, which is I mean which is now Final Fantasy fifteen. Or even before that, even with like Final Fantasy twelve came out, like they were advertising, oh, this is gonna be a great, awesome new live, uh, live action RPG combat system where you can actually fight, fight it out, and instead of doing the like turn based, I I really wanted like a sort of dynamic hack and slash combat system and to do crazy over the top moves and cinematics like in Adam Children. So there's this, this is gonna be a positive step forward toward that, toward that reality. I welcome it. And just Evan Children don't. was fucking amazing. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine, or just or imagine something like combining like RPG elements with the dynamics of you know Arkham Knight's combat system, where it's like really fluidic and just um, intuitive? I would, I would, my my brain will explode. Um, and I feel like they're getting better with action RPGs. I mean, they definitely have Kingdom Hearts under their belt now. Final Fantasy fifteen, so they're like. They're already progressively moving towards the action RPG as opposed to turn-based. Uh, and I love action RPGs. I feel like it's more easier to get into. So they... At least they won't feel like if they put it out and it's a turn-based RPG, 
a lot of people aren't even into that anymore. So it would kind of be like a waste, and it might actually even like cost them money in the long run. Uh, if they move to action RPG, at least there's a chance of them gaining a new audience as opposed to just reclaiming the same audience from like like 15 years ago. I don't think anyone... I think people think Final Fantasy VII was a lot better game than it actually was. So I think if you go back to it, it's not going to be as good as you remember it being. Which is why they're changing the story, and it makes perfect fucking sense of why they're doing so that. So every time somebody complains <clears throat> of Final Fantasy VII Remake changing something, it sounds like completely ridiculous. Because it's like, yeah, you want certain things to remain the same, like Cloud cross-dressing, that needs to be in there. right? We're not debating that. He needs to cross-dress. That's very important to the story and the integrity of the original story. But the important thing is that the original game was good for when it came out, but when you look at it with a modern lens, you need to update some stuff. You need to update the graphics, you need to tighten up the story a little bit, and you need to make it more fun to play. And contrary to what you might think or believe, turn-based combat's not as much fun as as action RPGs are. It's just not. There's some fun in the strategizing and planning moves ahead and all that stuff, but there's something better... And more realistic about running around a field and slashing the shit out of something. Yeah. Than standing in a straight line. If they're making the game more realistic, then the combat needs to be more realistic. Because no one's going to wait in line for someone to slap him in the face with a sword. It doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, anyway. they want to see Cloud jumping and dodging bullet fire and his, like swinging his bus's door like, like freaking Garen. Or I mean, saying, saying that they're turning this game into an action RPG just makes me think that the final fight with Sephiroth is gonna be as fucking epic as the Advent Children movie. And like, you already I had don't... a taste of that in, like, fighting Sephiroth in, like, the Kingdom Hearts games. You know, I'm sure it's yeah. gonna be infinitely more tougher, which, is gonna be, which I'm really excited about. And on top of that, like, I fucking... I go back to this day, fucking YouTube that fight and just watch it for, like, 20 minutes. That fight is epic. It's, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. If we'll ever play in our lifetime. Yeah, about that. Tristan Nomura, I mean, he's, he's working on this project, and he's working on Kingdom Hearts 3, and who knows when both of those games will come oh, out. Oh, yeah. Another piece of news. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 gets delayed again. Yeah. There is no, yeah. There is no announcement for Listen, it Kingdom coming Hearts out anyway. Listen, 3, Kingdom Hearts 3 isn't gonna come out till War 40, and uh, our podcast is on episode 7 billion and 37. And yeah, that, I think that's more than the amount of years you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't think you. I don't think we'll do seven billion episodes in our lifetime. Probably not. No. Unless we clone our bodies or put our brains into robots or I don't know something. <laughs> Chris, what's your news? So recently, Hugh Jackman. Hugh, Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. <laughs> Uh, A.K.A. Wolverine. He no, Wolverine, this... A.K.A. Huge Jackman. There, there you go. He's Wolverine um, first. The the one and only, and I don't think anyone could ever replace him. Which makes this piece of news a little bit bittersweet. I mean, as as we've talked before, Huge Jackman slash Wolverine. He announced that he's gonna he's gonna do one last Wolverine movie, and that that's it. He's gonna hang up his claws. And on the 27th, uh, he posted this image, or he tweeted this image of him as Wolverine with one claw, uh, the, the middle claw raised, uh, <laughs> forming the middle finger, as we all famously seen in, in the first movie. 
and it's an image of Wolverine, and he's in grayscale, and half his face is mass and shadow. And on this, uh, to the right, it says hashtag one last time. So Hugh Jackman, he's interested in hearing the thoughts of fans on what the plot should be for his final movie. And the tweet reads verbatim, My last time putting on the claws, what do you want to see happen? 50 words or less, I'll read as many as I can. And this was posted on July 27th, and it's gotten over 11,000 retweets and 16,000 favorites. There are a lot of really cool and interesting answers. I know on the on the Super Nerd Pals Facebook page, we were even discussing Which you should this. join. Yeah, you should join. Please, <laughs> please do. And if you're already part of the group, invite your friends and your family. Uh, and there was some, some pretty me. interesting... I- Oh, I'm sorry? Hi, guys. Join us. Join, Join us. us. Join We're the collective. We're cult now? No. Yes, we are. Super oh, nerd cult. I didn't Super know that. <laughs> yes! Oh, my God. That's the, next, that's the next podcast. Super nerd cult. We'll just talk about all, all the all the chanting of our to the dark gods and what we want to trade. 30 <laughs> minutes of that every other week. There you go. <laughs> Stay tuned. And then, all, and, then every, uh, and then our voices will turn demonic every five seconds. It'll be great. It'll be great. That sounds, that sounds horrifying. Uh, I'm well, Chris naturally just said, it'd be great. It'd be great. Trust me. Uh, uh, I mean, Stan, I turned your Rocket League movie idea into a horror a horror movie while it was a, a harrowing story of, you know, love and determination and family. So I don't think it's very surprising coming from, coming from me. No. Uh, no. I'm surprised oh, yeah. you didn't turn Rocket League into, like, a post-apocalyptic thing. Uh, I, I was basing it off of Stan's pitch, but you know, you, oh, me and Stan were talking about this. You know, there has to be a matchup with Mad Max for sure, and of there's course. Be thunder domes everywhere, and you know, you're gonna cannibalize parts, and you fight for gasoline, and then more tan shows like ah, and <laughs> Mad Max Fury Soccer, Fury yes. Soccer, Fury Soccer, or uh, or Balls of Fury Road or something like that. Let me see. Something with balls. <laughs> something with balls for sure. Wow, I got woefully off track. Anyway, so uh, there's some really cool ideas. Um, there was a lot of people who were requesting that Wolverine will, should wear the yellow and black and blue costume from the X-Men 92 animated series. There was a lot of requests for Wolverine to face off against Hulk, even though the rights issue might be problematic. But if Spider-Man can be loaned over to Marvel, then I don't know, maybe Hulk can. There was a there was some tweets about Logan fighting more ninjas, a la Frank Miller, and what can go wrong with more ninjas. And an interesting tweet in particular, this was posted by Ryan Reynolds, aka Deadpool. His suggestion was that Wolverine and Deadpool should team up and enroll in the Top Gun program together from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this is uh, Ryan Reynolds' tweet, and this was posted the day after. And he wrote, Not sure if it's been done, but what if Logan and Deadpool enlisted the Navy's elite Top Gun program? Hashtag volleyball. And, oh my gosh, can you, can you imagine, like, the, the, the female demographic numbers of tickets and sales? If they could have, you know, shirtless Wolverine and... I don't know if Deadpool would be shirtless or still wearing the mask or whatever, but they would just be... I don't know, that'd be, like, I guess it would be gross. Deadpool before the accident. I guess so, too, be- yeah. It would be Secret Secret Wars Deadpool, which I don't know if you've seen him, but he's, like, really handsome. Yeah. Oh, cool. He's got, like, a mustache. Uh, I, I, it's perfect. Oh, mustache? Really? 
I yeah, actually... he's got like a bald. He's got a blonde mustache and like <laughs> nice blonde hair, and he got like healed. I don't know. I didn't read. This. I don't read the book, but like he's like handsome, and he's like healed. And oh, he's I... perfect Wait, is for this... Top Gun. Wait, is this the cover where he's dressed up as um, the black symbiote suit Spider-Man? Yeah, oh, that's issue three. It's Deadpool's oh, okay. Secret Secret Wars, and like Deadpool got sent back to the original Secret Wars event, and like he's living through it again. Okay, and he's screwing everything up. Yeah, like, there's this funny scene in the most recent issue, I didn't read it, but, like, I read about it, and apparently he goes to get a new suit, and the alien symbiote is the one that he picks, and he he immediately realizes that it's an alien symbiote, and he's like, oh, I can tell that there's another mind in in this suit, but I don't want to wear it, because my brain is so crazy, it'll make the alien symbiote crazy. So he puts it back, (laughs) he puts the suit back, and he, like, walks away, and Peter shows up and he's like I need a suit and he's like yeah it's right over there <laughs> so basically Deadpool is why Venom is fucking insane that's amazing oh why not um, look it up I made a suggestion on that tweet that um that Wolverine should face off Spider-Man cause they have like that feud I love it <clears throat> yeah mine I tweeted it too and, and mine was you know the obvious old man Logan one but also Wolverine and Hulk like cause I, I'd like to see that I don't know how that would be possible but it'd be cool to have it happen but i like the top gun suggestion the most honestly have, ryan you, reynolds. have you seen shout outs to ryan reynolds have no you, i haven't seen top you've never gun. seen top gun no. goose highway to, to the, the danger zone. zone come on i have it we should watch it we should watch it it's so good it's so good anyway you lost that love and feeling. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Take it away, Chris. I'm so glad this came out after we recorded. Uh, or during uh, recording. Yeah. This is standard. Uh, I love maybe it. Maybe we should do a comedy track for Top Gun. Cause... I'm for it. We already have yeah. a list of movies we need to go through. There's Super, Mar- Super Mario Brothers. There's Top Gun now. Pixels, maybe. No. Oh, God. Uh, well, <laughs> we don't want to spend money for Pixels, right? But no. But we should still... Nope. No. We have, we, we have to draw. We have to draw no, a line Chris. in the sand and keep our morals and our. Chris, Chris. Chris, stop trying. Chris, no. 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 Uh, okay. I think Chris got taken over by Ryan Reynolds. Well, as uh, got taken over by Deadpool, and that's why Chris is insane enough to want to review Pixels. <laughs> it's not not happening, Chris. It'll Aww. just be ninety minutes of us going like. <laughs> You just hear I us promise. throw, like, soda cans and beer bottles at <laughs> No! Ah. We, we just ah. cut in Darth Vader nose every single, every single frame. I feel like anyway. Chris is like Palpatine. Do it! Do it! <laughs> Unlimited power! <laughs> Palpatine's my spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I don't. I don't think that's how it works, but okay. It's like good, good. Give into your anger. He's like darkness. No parrots. No. You <laughs> were an orphan, Anakin, or were you? Buy my book and find out. In stores now, Anakin. Do it. What's the name? It seems in your anger you've bought it already. 
Two day shipping, Skywalker. <laughs> What's the name of his book? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think Stan okay. needs to come back to that title. <laughs> It's called Darkness Anakin, the life and times of Palpatine, (laughs) a.k.a. Dark Sidious, a.k.a. Ian McDermott, (laughs) Anakin the doorbell is ringing, (laughs) I believe it's the book that I've ordered with your credit card, Darkness. (laughs) <laughs> Every line in this book is literally Anakin Darkness I paid extra for the audiobook Anakin <laughs> Anakin like turns it on and it's just like good you bought the audiobook Darkness Alright I'll stop I could go on I could go on for an hour That was great. Wow, guys, it's like what twenty-one minutes in, and we only got through two pieces of news. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, not even like one and a half pieces of news. Listen, and an audio book. I'm alright with the Palpatine segment. (laughs) Ten out of ten. This is our best episode ever. All right, my news. So, the Square Enix announced um, that Dragon Quest XI is coming out to the PS4, the 3DS, and the NX. Yay! So, it's, it, the news isn't so much about that, and the, all that, that's cool because it's going to be an offline, single-player RPG like the older Dragon Quest games. My thing is, is that it's com- they announced it for the NX and not the Wii U. So I want to use this news piece to kind of get your ideas on Nintendo's plans for the NX and how they seem to be moving away from the Wii U and why, why you think about that. What do, you, what do you think about that? I kind of agree with it. Just, I mean, I know the Wii U is still pretty young, but in Nintendo's eyes, the Wii U is a fail. I mean, in my eyes, the Wii U is what the Wii should have been, and it doesn't, minus the, uh, the pad, there's nothing really going for it. I mean, we got Smash Bros, and hopefully Smash Bros will come out for the NX also. Well, we oh, also yeah. don't know what the NX is. So for all we know, it could be completely backwards compatible with the Wii U. That's true. And everything could just port over. What I would like for it to be is like a platform where everything you've bought already will will transfer over so I don't have to buy like a fourth version of Super Mario Bros. 3, you know? And so I could just have Earthbound move over. And I don't know. I... How I feel about this is kind of half and half. One, I wish they would support the Wii U more, but I know that their sales aren't what they hoped it would be. So it makes sense financially why they would move on to a new a new console already. But I just got the Wii U, <laughs> so I'm a little I'm a little upset about this. I mean, literally, like I got it in March. A few like like maybe. Eight or nine episodes ago, you were talking about how hyped you were that you got a Wii U. Yeah, I finally got it, and then like a, like a month later, they announced the NX was coming out, which I'm like, ah, oh, great. But I mean, in, in my opinion, I trust Nintendo 100%, so 
I believe what they're doing. Um, I have faith in them. They've never steered me wrong. So, as a Nintendo newbie, because I've always been a Sony PlayStation guy, like since the way back with E3 when they first announced all the new changes and all the new updates for Super Smash Brothers, and also with Splatoon, that was when I was like the first time like I need to get a Wii U. So, and you're, should I like get a Wii U? Or should I just get the NX? Uh, um, or just wait? In my I mean, opinion, my opinion, I would just tell you to wait for the NX. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Wii U is already such a hard console to find now. I mean, Star Fox is coming out for it. Mario Maker, I'm super excited for. Yeah. You know, I want to play uh, the Yoshi game, the the Woolly World. But yeah, beyond that, I think that's it. I I seriously think that they're that they're wrapping up after. Which is why I think Nintendo's E3 conference this year was so like lackluster. Yeah. Like to um, me, like in not being like a Nintendo a Nintendo connoisseur, you know, the only thing I was really excited about was Smash, and I feel like the only reason I would get a Wii U is Smash, and maybe like one or two other games, and you know, I think Wii U goes what for like three fifty, four hundred, three hundred, three hundred, three hundred, really? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, that's still a, a pretty big chunk of change, and you know, I might as well. If, if there, I mean, if there is going to be backwards compatibility for NX, I would just save up for that. Um, also, but, um, if you want, if you want Smash Bros. that bad, I would just highly recommend buy yourself a 3DS. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I always wanted the 3DX, uh, 3X XL. So maybe I'll maybe. Yeah, I'll do that. the the new 3DS uh, is 200, and I mean, you'll be able to play uh, Smash Bros. and you can play Xenoblade Chronicles. That game is amazing. Oh, cool! Awesome. And Pokemon. And Pokemon. But yeah, I mean, I feel like if it was uh, Microsoft or, or Sony doing this, I would be all against it. But because it's Nintendo, because I have so much faith in Nintendo, and uh, they've never did anything to harm me, I'm for it. Fuck it. I mean, I, like I said, I hope it's backwards compatible because there's a lot of there's a lot of good games for the Wii U that I still haven't had a chance to play, like Bayonetta. And Captain Toad. And, you know, I'm just waiting. What I want is for the NX, backwards compatible. Again, I'll say it like a thousand times. Well, backwards every, compatible. See, the thing is with Nintendo consoles, the Wii and the Wii U are both backwards compatible. So I don't see why the NX wouldn't be. It needs to be virtual console backwards compatible, too. It needs to have one persistent thing, because I don't want to buy another copy of, like I said, Earthbound or... Super Mario Bros. 3, or whatever, Yoshi's Island. Again, uh, I'm pretty sure that that's also, like, gonna be a thing, because if you're gonna log in using this Nintendo ID system, whatever the fuck it's called, I don't see why your other shit wouldn't transfer over. The NX also also needs an open, a more open economy, just like the way the PlayStation is, where you could just put your account on a different PlayStation and re-download all your shit. I, I don't want a gimmick. I think there's going to be a gimmick, and what, I, what I'm what i thinking is that it's going to be a, a handheld and a console at the same time. I don't... See, that was my problem with the Wii and the Wii U, was like the gimmick, uh, the gimmick of motion control. It got really boring really fast, and then there's the gimmick of the Wii U gamepad where like almost every game, like you need it or something, there's... They have this Pro Controller, which I bought, and the only game I can use it on is Smash Bros. That kind of annoys me. You can use it on Bayonetta, you can use it in Smash, you can use it 
on your virtual console games. Uh, but yeah, like, I want, here's what I want. I want a single player 3D Mario game, like mm-hmm. Mario 64, and I want the, I don't know, that's what I want. <laughs> that's uh, no, Stan, let's be real, the game that you really want is a Bob Hoskins Super Mario movie game. Yeah, I want a sequel that's a Mario game that's also the sequel to the movie. I just want Super Mario Brothers, the game, the movie, the game. The game, the movie, the game. Yeah, with, with all the that. classic Blade Runner set pieces and... and um, what's his name? John... Oh, I can't ever pronounce his name. The, the guy who plays... Leguizamo. Luigi. Yeah, there you go. John Leguizamo. It, Luigi. They'd have to, like, go... I don't know. They'd have to find an actor who would be able to match Bob Hopkins great performance as Mario. I'm pretty sure they'll rest, find someone. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they'll find someone. Can you believe a Luigi $3 for a bottle of water? See, They, they got don't st- got tap water? They got Stan. I will do it. I'll do it. Okay, guys, if you want Stan to reprise the role of Bob Hoskins' iconic Mario, tweet at us at Super Nerd Pals. We need your support so we can stick it to the man that is the Hollywood machine. Stan can totally do it. If he's angry or from Brooklyn, I can probably swing it. <laughs> but yeah, that's all. Cool. So I guess we can move on to comics now. Camix! Camix! Chris, you, you want to start, Chris? Hell yeah. So I thought he was uh, going to say hell no for a second. <laughs> hell no! <laughs> hell nah! That's your job! <laughs> I, I just walk out of the closet and... <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking leaves completely for the episode. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> Go. Anyway, so for this week, I'm going to talk about Thor's number two. And again, this is easily one of my favorite Secret Wars ties in. Like, I don't know who's the editorial mind behind Secret Wars, but this is probably one of the greatest things I've ever read in Marvel in like a really long time. And like, every title... Uh, it's just so on point. Like I, as you guys know, I love like Ghost Ghost Racers, and um, I, I also have been following Old Man Logan and X Men ninety two. But Thor's is just so stellar; it stands out um, in so many ways. So this the, the beginning of this issue starts out with a funeral of B- Beta Ray Bill, and the last issue we find him dead, struck by lightning, and it's like his his body was completely mauled, and it's this really epic speech by Odin where he he takes the role of like a really grizzled burnt out um seen too much shit in his lifetime police commissioner and it's just it fits the tone of like the police procedural so well it's just it, it just sets up the conflict for the rest of the story cause now the Thors they want blood so in the next few pages they go on this massive crackdown they who's, take who's down blood do they want? like they whoever want is responsible for killing Beta Ray Beta Ray Bill. So they don't, the Thors don't actually know, or they haven't figured it out yet, but they just go ape shit on, on their policing duties. They take down, like, all the Hulks. They take down people from the Marvel Zombie universe. They take down all the inhabitants of the Age of Ultron universe, and they're just, they're just gunning for it. And they also delve deeper into the mystery behind Jane Foster who was revealed in the last issue to be the 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 Jane the Doe. The new Thor, yeah. Oh, the new Thor and also the person that's been targeted in all the prior killings. And they find out that uh, another Thor 
collected evidence on Jane Foster, and this is the first time that Thorleaf has find out, found out about it. And this particular Thor, he's... I'm not sure which universe he's in, but he's the same Thor who became unworthy, and then Jane Foster took over, and he's the one who just goes around with an axe right now. I think it's... I think the title he's part of is, uh... uh God, man, I'm gonna get this wrong. Maybe, like, Thor, God of Thunder. I'm not sure, but... Uh, basically, this Thor is... He's, he, he doesn't have his powers anymore, but he wheels around an axe, and he, he goes toe-to-toe with the protagonist, but all of a sudden, he's following another lead, and the end of the issue, it concludes with Loki attacking Thorleaf, this were dog Thor, and Throg, um... The, the frog who's uh, the forensic specialist. Then the issue it's with the, the informant Loki. He, he, he's like he's like really grungy looking. He, he's a hobo and he uh, sneaks attacks them and it's such a good issue. It was really well written, well written. It was nicely paced. The art's fantastic and it furthers the mystery of what's going on with Jane Foster because they also reveal that her death has been going on a lot longer than they've they known about extending to like months and years so it it sets up for a long-running conspiracy and the pacing the pacing is really good it moves the story along a nice pace but it ends off uh, with a cliffhanger with loki so this issue was really strong and uh, i cannot wait for the next issue and Stan, I know you read this issue too, so I wanted to get your thoughts about it. My favorite part is all the cop speak that's like mixed with all the norse like speak where yeah, they're exactly. like where they're like, all you do at this job is like sit at a desk and write scrolls or something, and how they're like Beta Ray Bill worked from the bottom at like Vice and Blasphemy, worked his way up to the Hall of Homicide, <laughs> like it's yeah. like yeah. Just myth- mythological like police precinct shit, and it's just it's so funny. There's a lot of like gags, like the Doom the Doom Family Care Clinic, where that, where they that find got me the, so the badly. New- <laughs> and they like find the newest body or whatever, and or um, <clears throat> no, they find um that Jane Foster stuff is like gone, and then unworthy Thor is like taking them, but like Ultimate Thor doesn't know why, and I feel like that Thor the Unworthy knows more than he's letting on. I have a question: and... Do you think that uh, Unworthy Thor became unworthy because he was using Molnir <laughs> to open up beer? Probably. Definitely. That would be my guess. Just like you're using Molnir incorrectly, you're unworthy. Go away. I would. That's how I would use it, though. I would use it in, like the most inappropriate ways. Stan would use it as a paperweight. Yeah, I just leave it <laughs> on my desk. Like these goddamn papers, Molnir. <laughs> or I leave like a hundred dollar bill underneath it, like in the park somewhere. Did, did some you ever time. see? Did you ever see the meme of um? Like, Spider-Man needing to use the bathroom, but, oh, the Molnir is on the toilet seat, yeah. so it can't lift. See, I would use Molnir's powers over lightning to subserve any needs of power. That uh, So I would just power my house using Molnir and just screw Pepco. Like, screw you guys, I'm never going to pay another utility bill ever in my life. It would be awesome. What's Con Edison? I got Molnir. <laughs> I mean, you can use it for, like, to cook with, too, probably. Just power your oven. You can use it to tenderize meat. You can eat... There's a variety of uses with Molnir. I feel like we should be selling Molnir. We should. Like an infomercial. This is Molnir. $19.99. Get a second one if you call now. For free. Just pay processing and handling. Yes. 
a value worth $500. And then call in the next 60 seconds, and you get this great Thor helmet with wings! <laughs> with, with wings! Did you, like, did you like my infomercial voice? Yeah. Yeah, thank you. See, I worked see, on yeah, it Thor's for is... all of five seconds. <laughs> Thor's is like one, definitely one of the better tie-ins. I, I believe I said that before. I've said that before, but if you're going to only follow a couple of tie-ins, tie Thor's is probably the one you should be following. Because it's just, it's just, it's super fun and also furthers kind of the world that they're living in. But yeah. I, I'll say this again. I want a Thor's ongoing comic or a Netflix TV show. That would be amazing. So that's I just it one Thor. Yeah, there you go. All the Thor. Um, I think my favorite Thor right now, I mean, I, I just really love the idea of... Um, Groot Thor and just but Groot all I can say is I'm I'm Thor and that yeah. cracks me up every time and and Throg so that, those are my two favorite Thors in this in this world right now um, so this week there were two issues of Batgirl that came out it was Batgirl Annual number three and Batgirl number 42 I'll talk about Batgirl Annual first before I talk about 42 because I talked about 41 last time so, um, Annual 3 is a bunch of different artists got together, including the, the, write, the writer from the, from the main Batgirl series, and they're telling the story of this, like, terrorist organiz- organization that's trying to, like, use these plans for some kind of nefarious deed that I'm not, I wasn't 100% clear on, because it seems kind of to really drop you in, and you kind of need some knowledge of Grayson, and I'm not following Grayson so I don't really know why Grayson and his partner were, like, tracking these people down. But Batgirl became part of it, too. There's, like, some kidnappings going on, and she's investigating it. So she comes across the, um... I don't, I don't even know who it is. It's, like, Grayson's partner or something. Uh, it's his boss. Uh, his partner who became his boss. Okay. So basically, they're both... They decide to work together, but Batgirl doesn't know that Grayson is there. She doesn't even <clears throat> know that Dick's alive, basically. So they're both working towards the same thing, but but Dick is trying to stay out of Barbara's sight so she doesn't recognize him and realize that he's not dead. So they go through this whole thing, and, and they eventually stop whatever they're trying to do briefly, and that's just the first part of the issue. It's a big issue. She goes... Basically, what I like about this is that she goes through the entire... Almost the entire Bat family. She works with uh, Grayson at first, and then she moves on to... I think the spoiler, Stephanie Brown. And then she moves on to Batwoman, and then she ends up in Gotham Academy. It's just this story that takes these different turns as she's trying to track down the weapon that they're trying to use and also the the like agent who who was trying to get away. The art's good, they switch it up a lot. And I was I thought Grayson would be throughout the whole issue, but he's just really in the first part, and then she goes and she teams up with other people. I feel like she's gonna guest appear in the issue of Grayson. Maybe. What I really liked is at the end, at the end of the Grayson part of the story, Grayson had to be in disguise because they they all had to work together to defuse a bomb or something like that. And he's in disguise, and she doesn't she doesn't recognize him. But when they leave, she basically checks out his ass, and from from his ass, she can she kind of like is like, is that Dick? <laughs> just like just from just from his ass, she's like, wait a second. But she doesn't she doesn't figure it out, which. Kind of sucks because I wanted to see like something like that, but I guess they wouldn't have like done something as big as that in an annual, and definitely not in like Grayson or something like that. But yeah, it was it was cool. I I kind of didn't understand what the hell Batgirl was doing. I was kind of just like into watching her run around Gotham 
teaming up with other heroes, like teaming up with Batwoman and ending up in Gotham Academy. The the end where she's in Gotham Academy is probably the weakest part of the book because it's it's the Gotham Academy art style and that doesn't really lend itself to really action-y scenes. So there's like a fight scene but it literally ends in one panel <laughs> because they can't like really render the action well. But it was a good it was a good issue. But anyway, moving on to Batgirl 42. Batgirl 42 was really cool because it continued the Batman Batgirl conflict from the previous issue where you know Jim is obviously Batman but she but he doesn't know that Batgirl is Barbara and he is trying to arrest her but he sort of he sort of doesn't want to arrest her because he believes that the basically Gotham wouldn't be around if it wasn't for people like Batgirl or the or the original Batman <clears throat> but his like superiors or whatever want him like it, you have to arrest him so he has kind of no choice to try to arrest Batgirl but he tries to like hint at her that he doesn't want to and has to try to get away. And he does it by, like, powering down his suit because his suit's monitored. So when his suit's not powered up, he can kind of talk to her for a little bit before it kicks back in. But they're fighting Livewire, who is an electrical uh, villain, and she kind of attacks Jim's suit later in the issue, which powers it down. And so Batgirl has to kind of help him out of the Batman armor or whatever. And Jim's regular Batsuit is, like, so fucking cool. It's like sleek and it's like all black except for the um, the little bat symbol on his chest and he looks like Batman because he's got the bat ears and everything. So why doesn't Jim rock that instead of the suit? I know because he's he's like older I guess and so he uses the suit for its like enhanced power and whatnot and its abilities. But he just he looks so fucking cool when he's not in the suit that I just I just wanted to see him more without it. So they they yeah. kind of team up and shit. What are you saying, Chris? I uh, um yeah, I remember you tweeted or you tweeted or you met you Facebook messaged me like a, a picture of Jim Gordon Batman. I my jaw dropped. I haven't read Batgirl forty two, but Jim Gordon's Batman suit like it was so cool. And you know what? He, that should be ultimate skin in Arkham Knight for a DLC. I would so love yeah, it's that. cool. He he doesn't even he doesn't have a cape or anything. He's just an, an all black bodysuit, and it just really it's really funny because Batgirl is is tries to be very like friendly towards him. And he's kind of like resisting it because he's trying to be the gruff Batman type, and she's kind of she kind of like plays it off, and she's like, "Oh, you're gonna act just like him, aren't you?" or whatever. But she like teases him because she like turns around at one point, and he's still there, and he's like, "Oh, you didn't disappear. Like you have a lot to learn, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> so it, it it was just a funny way for them to interact, and it, it added a layer because Barbara knows that that that's her father in the suit, so she's kind of, like, teasing him a little bit. Oh, so Barbara knows, but yeah. he doesn't know that Yeah, that's he, he doesn't know that Barbara's Batgirl, but she knows that that's her dad. How does he not know that, that Barbara's Batgirl? I know, right? Because she, she must sound the same. She's, like, the same height. She's got the same hair color. It's, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, but it's, you know what? It's, I like it anyway. My one problem with the issue is that I, I think that this is the end of the Batman cameo. I think he's gone now. Like, he's just going to go back to Gotham and Batgirl's going to move on to something else. And I kind of wanted to see a more dramatic, like, maybe Jim realizes that Barbara is Batgirl. I was hoping they were going to build up to that, and I, I'm not sure if they are. I don't know what's going to happen in 43, bit, but I have um, a suspicion that they're not going to cross paths anymore for a while. So it's kind of disappointing because I, I wanted to go on longer and kind of see if... Um, Jim would find out that Barbara's been Batgirl this whole time, and the the drama 
that, that would have came out of that, which they seem to hint in the previous issue, but it, it, I'm not sure if they're going to run with it, which sucks. I think they totally should. I always like seeing uh, Gordon's reaction to like him finding out Barbara's Batgirl. Yeah. Like in in any kind of universe in general, it's always um like an unexpected uh like an unexpected interaction. Yeah. And I don't know. I just really like it. Uh, Andy, what was your favorite? I guess moment or in any universe where Gordon found found out that Barbara was Batgirl. I know mine. Mine mine was in the new Batman Adventures, and it was um. It was the one involving the scarecrow, where yeah. the begin the beginning was really intense. Like all you saw was Batgirl falling from a rooftop and crashing on top of a police car where uh, Gordon was sitting in, and Gordon find finds out like, "Oh my God, it's Barbara!" And then uh, this leads to like a manhunt of Gordon knowing who Batman is, and in the end, it was um, it was revealed to be a hallucination. Uh, caused by scarecrow spear toxin, but oh, that 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 was like probably one of the most harrowing and gripping Gordon Barbara interactions, at least until um, you know Arkham Knight, which also echoed. That. Yeah, I was gonna say that one. Arkham Knight is probably my favorite right now because, like, oh my god, just like the way he flips out on Bruce and like he completely turns on Bruce once he finds out. And mm-hmm. it's just amazing. But yeah, I totally recommend Bad Girl, honestly. Um, the annual was fun, but it's not necessary. It was just really cool to see her interact with all the other characters in Gotham that aren't like Batman. And the the main Batgirl line was really good, and I highly rec- recommend it. Because it's, it's fun, and I just I really like the dynamic between Batgirl and, and Batman. Especially the new dynamic since... Batman is her father, and I just want to see them team up more, you know? Like, kind of how Bruce and Damien team up. I would love to see Jim, Batman, and Barbara, Batgirl team up. Do you think Jim's gonna hang up the cape after uh, after Bruce makes his return? Well, something's gonna have to happen. I, I don't know what's gonna happen where Bruce comes back, because you know he's coming back. I don't know how the well, fuck Well, I think they said that out. Bruce is coming back in issue 50. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea what's building up to that. But my hope is that Jim finds out that Barbara's Batgirl somehow. And maybe he's really upset at first, but then he kind of accepts it. Because they do this flashback in the the issue where Barbara really wants to join the police force. And Jim's kind of like, you're not going to do that. And she's kind of, and she's like, I'm old enough to do that though. And he's like, yeah, but but the minute I see your your, um, application on my desk, I'm going to reject it. Because I want what's best for you or something like that. I want you to keep you safe. And then she kind of gets the same almost uh, speech from Jim as Batman. Where he's just like, I want you to run away because I want to keep you safe or something from me having to arrest you. And so I feel like that's that has to lead somewhere. You know, you need some kind of resolution there. You need Jim to realize that Batgirl is, and Barbara, is her own, wim- her own woman. And she's old enough to make her own decisions and stuff. So that has to get somewhere. He needs to find out that she's Batgirl, and he needs to be able to accept it at some point. And I want him to team up and have, like, this, you know, this pops and, and, and daughter, like, <laughs> Batman and daughter kind of, like, run. That'd be awesome. I would I would like to see uh, Jim continue to be Batman even after Bruce makes his return. Just to, um, like, because cause then it wouldn't be like, oh, Batman's working with the... 
the GCPD, it's now now there's two Batmans. One's with the GCPD, and the other one is uh, what the fuck he does. Well, there could be an official cop Batman, and there could be like a vigilante Batman. Yeah, that'd be cool, and they'd have to fight each other maybe. And like Jim doesn't want to because he knows that that's the original Batman, but he still has he still has got a job to do. And maybe Bruce would be like, do I really need to come back as Batman? If How did a... Jim become Batman? I don't know, because I'm not following the Batman series. But they're, I guess they're like, since Batman's no longer around, we need somebody to fill that role. So Jim was like, eh, fuck it. It's, it's, sort, of like that, that it's sort of like that power vacuum that inspired all the Robins in We Are Robin. Like, uh, like with Batman's sacrifice, like everyone's like, well, we could be heroes too. So all these teenage kids are taking up the Robin persona. So I, I guess like... Well, actually, there's uh, like, uh, they get they get commanded by this guy who uh, who they're led to believe is actually Batman. Wait, they're and, being uh, led and, by. And we, are, and we are Robins. Yeah. Oh, really? Um, there's there's this guy who like who pretty much tells him that he is Batman and he's not dead. He's just like retired, pretty much. And um, the newest recruit is. Like, he kind of puts it together and he tells the other Robins, like, listen, uh, that dude's not Batman. He's too old, he's, uh, too short, and, like, he just, he's not built to be Batman. And then, um, yeah, so. I mean, they're only on issue two, so there's not much depth into it yet, but, yeah. So yeah, please, please go buy Batgirl. It's fucking awesome. Go buy me Batman. Or, or tell me how, how Gordon becomes Batman. Uh, I think you, you would want... Uh, what's it called? Uh, Divergent. I think it was like the, the issue that came out of Free Comic Book Day. I think that goes. Oh, yeah, I have that actually. I have it. I read it. And I still don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Well, what happened to Damien? What the fuck's he up? Damien. Damien. I, I, I read. I read uh, issue one of um, Robin. No, is it Robin? Batman? Yeah, son of Bat. I. There must be some issues that I. I haven't read because there's a lot of weird things that's going on that I have no idea. Like uh, in the in the beginning, Robin's off on his own um, in like the Middle East, taking down criminal like ancient criminal syndicates, and he has this kind of kind of reminds me of the Batman vs Superman trailer. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> Where Batman's in the desert fighting random people. Pretty much, um, but I mean, and Robin for some reason, I have no idea where he got it. Uh, I don't, I don't know where, where in the comics or what issue, or what book he got it. But he's he's flying around on this beast. It's like this demonic red bat creature called Goliath, and it's his pet. And he's he's flying around. Uh, he's taking us to crime syndicates, and then he goes into a self-imposed. Exile slash atonement, where it's revealed that he killed some villain of Batman, and he was severely chastised, and now he's gonna make amends for it. So he's putting himself into this isolated vault for one year, and it's like this. It's gonna be this one-year trial to exercise all of his demons and to become like a better Robin. Um, mm. And that was like the inter- issue of. The end of issue one. I think they're probably on issue two or three by now. But long story short, Robin's on the other side of the world doing his own thing with a red demon bat creature named Goliath. Got it. Well then. 
Alright, I guess that's our comic talk for the week, right? Yeah. Do you want to move on to some video game shit? Video game shit? Yeah. I picked up Dying Light this week. How was that? It's pretty fun. Um, I've only did enough so that I can play online so far. They recently oh, yeah, announced like a new expansion, right? Like it now has dune buggies. I have no idea. <laughs> oh, they, well, they, yeah, they do. Like, there's like a new patch that comes out or is out where basically there's like new creatures, and you also get to drive around in dune buggies. Dude, I just fucking bought the game because <laughs> it was cheap, and my other friends were like, "Hey, buy it so we can play it," and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" And it reminds me a lot of Dead Island, but. It's a lot less glitchier than Dead Island. It's more perfected. It's what Dead, Dead Island wanted to be. It's what Dead Island uh, probably tested its playstyle to perfect. I feel like Dead Island was just um, like, well, let's see if this works. Whatever doesn't work, we'll, we'll, whatever doesn't work, we'll scrap, and whatever does work, we'll turn into Dying Light. So, is it like an RPG, or how how does the game play? Um, the game plays like. Like Dead Island, you go around and you kill things. Uh, Dead Island has that stupid-ass experience bar. You don't have that anymore. Mm. You have, um... I guess you gain experience depending on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. But, like, um... After, like... I use my jumping a lot. So, like, I like to... I like to climb shit. I do a lot of parkour in the game. So, because of that, my, like, agility and stamina always going up. And I'm always gaining, like, level-up points for that. So it's like a Skyrim kind of progression, where you, where whatever you train is what levels up. Uh, it seems that way. I'm not 100% on the level up system yet, but right. that's how it seems right now. What's the story like? So the story is, you're this guy who gets flown into this town to look for a certain person, and uh, while that's happening, you get bit by a zombie. Ooh. So, yeah. Um, and then you find this civilization of people... Who are trying to survive, and they're teaching you like kind of their ways of survival, and uh, they have a doctor who can slow down the zombification process. So that that's all I have right now. Mm. Sounds interesting. I like the idea that you're you're bitten. Yeah, you're bit like right away. Kind of like the Walking Dead game. Yeah, and the big thing season, about yes. season one, and the big things about these zombies, like in, during the daytime, um, they're like slow, shambling. Uh, zombies, but they're like time. stupid. They they hoard around doing like nothing. Yeah, and, but and at, then at night it gets creepy as fuck. Like they turn like revenants and they turn super fast, and then they can track you like through your movements. And they're just like they, they become like demon zombies basically. And they're like they're super scary to be at, at night while um because if you're out at night and you don't have a lot of cover, you're gonna be running a lot. If I remember correctly, like. In terms of real-time gameplay, the nighttime section isn't that short because, I mean, the, the, the experience of, you know, that type of, during that type of gameplay is so intense, so the developers want you to not have too many hard attacks or, you know, throw your controller out a wall, so. Yeah, that game is awesome. Uh, I highly recommend picking it up. I've, I've only played very short of the story so far, but I love it right now. Chris, did you play Dying Light? I played a little bit, but, you know, just me, the story of my life, just being so busy, like, I just, I just, I just kind of fell off, but, I mean, with the announcement, with the vehicles, they, they, they just announced, uh, sometime in the last week, I might have to pick it up again. 
In terms of games, I mean, I haven't played much. I mean, I just kind of fool around on, like, Heroes of the Storm or, like, MOBAs, but nothing too substantial. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I have I have a lot of fun, and I've, I always did in Dead Island, like, breaking a zombie's leg and then just, like, breaking, um, like, hitting them in the head. <laughs> but I love the the thing where, like, where you hit them in the head, and when it kills, it goes into this, like, slow-mo of their head exploding. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking awesome. That's great. Yeah, Stan, I, I recommend you pick it up. Yeah, or I'll just play your copy. You can do that. <laughs> or you can pick it up, and we can play online. With or Chris. That. When yeah, Chris well, revives it. How is online play? Uh, I haven't tried it out before. Online play is really fun. You can still do story missions while online playing. That's cool. cool. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, and I think if you're in a group of people, and like, let's say you kill a zombie, I'll gain the experience for it, because we're in the group. Oh, wow. If we ever get our YouTube up, we should do that, like a like Dying Light LAN party. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah. You know also we could play? Rocket League. Rocket League. <laughs> Speaking of Rocket League, that game is fucking great. The game is. It's... See, so here's the thing. It's soccer, but your but your cars. So it's like, it's like Fast and the Furious soccer, drift or something, or like, you know, battle cars that are soccering. <laughs> but so so all right. So here's the thing. It, it plays like a game of soccer with no rules, and instead of being a human, you're a car, and you can drive up the walls, and you can boost with like nitrous. Or you can drift, and the whole goal is to just win the game at the end of the five minutes. And you can jump, you could double jump with your car and like kick the ball into the goal. And then you have people on the other side who are trying to do the same thing. You can you can be in the goal position if you want and play a goalie, or you could drive up the drive up the field and be like a forward. You do whatever the fuck you want, and it just it's so much fun. And you wouldn't think it would be fun because it's like I don't really like racing games. I don't really like sports games. But I fucking love Rocket League. And I think it's because there's no rules. It's like, here you are, your car does crazy fucking shit, try to get as many points as you can. And then you can boost, if you have a 100% boost, and you boost that speed into another car, they just explode. You blow them up. And if you hit you hit the goal, the ball into the goalpost, the ball explodes, and whoever is nearby explodes. So yeah, everybody explodes. The game is fucking epic, to say the least. And so what's funny is that last week, when we were talking about Game of the Year, and I was like, Rocket League, and you were like, Rocket League? And then you played Rocket League, and now and now you're probably thinking it's great. Yeah, and Stan <laughs> had a really great time hearing me get into the game last week. <laughs> it was like, he'd, he'd been playing, and he'd been playing the game for like five minutes, but he was getting so, he's like, fuck, gotta get the ball! <laughs> it's like, I've never heard like, someone get so excited over, over a game of like soccer. Like that, it's fucking epic. It just it just makes you this crazy, like, soccer fan. And the best part about Rocket League is it's free. Yeah, if you have PlayStation uh, Plus, yeah. it costs money in Steam, but right now it's free for PlayStation. But yeah, it's great because not only do you get to drive around at high speed and blow people up and and play a giant game of soccer, but you can customize your car in like a thousand different ways. I'm wearing a sombrero on my car. Yeah, I got a sombrero. <laughs> You get a bunch of different antenna, antennae, antennae. I don't know how you pronounce They're it. Antennae. You get. I think you they get, recently um, announced like new flags or new colors for uh, the cars. 
Yeah, I when you you yes. can you can change the the paint job on your car, so you can have any. If you're on the blue team, you can have like several different shades of blue. It doesn't all have to be the same. Several shades of red. Then you get um, like um, what's it called? What's what's it fucking called? The um. The, like, the accent color for your designs. If you want to put designs on your car, like lightning bolts or stripes, you could change that to a different color. You can even change the finish. So you can have matte finish, or you can have, like, a semi-gloss or gloss. And then you have, like I said, a bunch of different antenna that you can have. Mine's currently Team Fat is my current <laughs> antenna. Um, I'm currently wearing a sombrero, but you can unlock, like, devil horns, or, like, a, per- a police siren, or... Like, a fire truck hat or a taxi sign. See, I unlocked the sombrero and I was like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, yes. Right now, right now for me, it's somewhere between the sombrero and the top hat. Like, I, I haven't there's decided. There's a top hat? Yeah, there's oh a top hat. Oh my god. And then you can unlock a whole different kind, whole different bunch of vehicles. They all, they all perform and drive exactly the same, but they look different. So it's, if you want to have, like, a car that looks like it's from Fast and the Furious, or if you want to have a van from, like, the A-Team. Which is what I really like about it, because usually racing games are like, well, if you want this car, like, the, yeah, yeah, like, the acceleration and the handling, it's all different. Rocket League is just like, fuck it, everything's the same. Everyone's equal. And it makes sense because it's, like, a sports game. You know, you want to have everyone balanced. So everyone handles and drives and has the exact same, like, controls and speed or whatever. And it's, it's basically, it's skill-based, but it's, like, yeah. crazy. And, and it takes you, like, me and Stan played private online matches, and based off of just that, I was actually able to play, like, an online game and actually do well. Yeah, so it's, it's really easy to pick up, and it's hard to put down because it's super addictive, but it's a lot of fun, and it doesn't take too long to get into it. And the more you play, the better you get, which I can't say that for like a game like Street Fighter, where you yeah. can pick it up easily, but you'll still get wrecked by people. And this one, it feels like you, you can improve. And you know what's great? You can unlock Sweet Tooth from Twisted Metal. Really? That's like the oh, last yeah. car. That's the last that's car. That's fucking awesome. So you can play a Sweet Tooth. I want to get your thoughts. Like, what other cars would you want to be unlockable in the game? Like, future DLC. Like, the, the Mach 5 or... Uh, the Mach the- 5. I would I would want Mad Max's, like, The Pursuit Special. Yeah. The new, the new yes. Ghost Riders. Chevy. Yeah. I, his, his I want the Hell Charger. Wagon. Yeah. Um... What else would I want? I don't know. I want Vin Diesel's ride from Fast and the Furious. <laughs> I want... I don't Maybe know. Like I want Bumble the Spider-Mobile. Optimus Prime. Yeah, there you go. Spider-Mobile. Spider-Mobile. Optimus Prime? Optimus Prime yeah. is like a big semi. <laughs> Just <laughs> barreling down the field. These small-ass cars in the semi. 18-wheeler uh, car. You could get a tank from Halo for some reason. There you go. <laughs> I would have... um Shit, I don't know. I don't know. I had something, but then I lost it. Well, that's it for our references. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a fucking great game. And it's so much fun to play. And you should at least try it out. If you can get your hands on it, I would pay money for it, honestly. You know? Like, if, if it wasn't PlayStation Plus, I would totally, I would totally spend the 15, 20 bucks, however much it costs. They're coming out with free DLC. There's a, free, there's a new free map coming out soon. And then, the only shit about it is, would you have bought it if you didn't play it for free. Well, so so that's that's where it gets tricky because I I heard some good things about Rocket League. It sounded like completely bizarre, and which is why I wanted to download it. And I was kind of planning on buying it just from the concept alone. I was like, I'll give it a shot. But then I saw it's free. And I was like, fuck yeah, it's free. So I might have. 
Because the concept alone just sounds really ridiculous. See, I just went on my PlayStation app to check what free games this month. I saw Rocket League. I was like, I don't know what the fuck it is, but bye, bye, bye. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to get it, so I'm really glad I, I changed my mind and I decided to look for it. Because I didn't really hear anything about it until recently. Because Rocket League is, like, blown up, apparently, and it's, like, everywhere now. Same with me. Like, I, I, I knew absolutely nothing about Rocket League. And then over, suddenly overnight, every, everyone and their mom, you know... Downloaded it and we're raving about it. So I think just off of hype alone, you know, I would, I would have, oh, I'll get it. Yeah, or I would have got it. Yeah, it's definitely something that you need to start playing, Chris, because you haven't played it yet. I know. Chris, you got I, PlayStation Four. You got PlayStation. I know. I am, shit. I'm a horrible, horrible super nerd pal. Yeah, it's just I know Stan has been repeatedly disappointed in, my, in, in me and then breaking his the, heart. The quote-unquote Sony fanboy. Yeah. So, yeah. Sony follower. Uh, but you didn't get Rocket League for free. I know. I'm so horrible. There's, it's just it's just so good. And I think we we need to play three-on-three three against somebody else and it could be the Super Nerd Pals team. Yeah. And we should, all, we should all get on it. And it's, SMP clan? Yeah. I'm, SMP I'm clan. like constantly hounding either Chris or Andy to play with me. You know, I'm like, Rocket League? Rocket League? Rocket League? Mm-hmm. All caps, all caps. Exclamation points. The, the cool part about Rocket League, too, is that it's cross-play, so you can play with people who are playing on the PC. Oh, that's awesome. Seriously? I didn't know that. What? Yeah, it's PC, so PC and PS4 players playing together. That's which, awesome. Which that is- I, figure, I figured out because someone had, like, the most vulgar name possible, and I was like, there's no way they were able to make that in the PlayStation Network, and they weren't, because it's the PC. It was like some like pussy wagon or something. <laughs> I was like, "Well, that's not that's not safe for." That's another vehicle <laughs> that should be in the game. The pussy Quentin, wagon, yeah, from Quentin Tarantino's oh, uh, Kill Bill. The, the mystery machine from Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Every time you hit the ball, it's like zoinks. Oh, it should be uh, the dog car from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Oh snap. The Batmobile. That's All the obvious. Batmobiles, definitely. The Bat Tank. Superman's car. Superman's <laughs> Superman's <laughs> bus. They take no away. Superman's tractor trailer. <laughs> <laughs> the one from Mr. and Mrs. Kent's farm. Dick Dasterly's car. Wherever the fuck he drives. Oh, from like, Wacky Race or Wacky Racers. That's right. Yes. Or, yeah. Nobody knows what Mad, that is. Mad Max's car. Definitely. We, we mentioned that. I didn't, I didn't. I don't fucking know. We mentioned so much. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Yes, one hundred percent Rocket League. So, closing out the show, you want to talk about Ant Man? Hell yeah! I haven't seen Ant Man yet, so it's basically Chris and Chris and Andy are gonna like start yeah. talking about Ant Man. We're gonna we're gonna keep the spoilers to a minimum. Yeah, but uh, uh, to sound off right now, go see it. It was the most fun I've had watching a Marvel movie in a long while, like since um, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's exactly what I compared it to. Yeah. It was exactly like Guardians. It was so unknown, so underrated. Like, first off, Ant-Man is one of my favorite superheroes, hands down. And um, my first words when I found out that that was coming out was, if there is no mention of the Wasp or, like, hint of the Wasp later on, I will completely 100% boycott this movie. <laughs> See, with me, like, I basically knew nothing about Ant-Man. Like, the, the only things I knew about Ant-Man were relevant stuff that came out with Age of Ultron, so, like, how he created Ultron. And, but, you know, I was really... I, I, I came into it with a really open mind, and when 
I found out Edgar Wright was originally slated to the project. I flipped. I was like, oh my god, I'm so in. Give me my money. Or, take my money. I, I, I can't even say the words right right now. And then I was, like everyone else, I was sad that Edgar Wright had created differences with Marvel and he left. Uh, but it still didn't stop me from being really open to the project. I know so many other people were just pretty butthurt that Wright left the project. And, and I think Peyton Reed did a fantastic job adapting the script. I mean, like a lot of the screenplay held Edgar Wright's original elements, but if I remember correctly, Pey- Peyton Reed gave Hope more of a role, a more of like a stronger star- uh, stronger character arc within this arc- arc- incarnation. And I, I I completely agree It's uh, with your statement that's underrated. I remember when it first, when it came out opening weekend, it seemed like the press were so, were relishing, they were like ravenous just to put Ant-Man down. Just because yeah. it, it didn't do as well financially as the compared to the other Marvel movies, um, they were saying, "Oh my gosh, is this is is this Marvel's one big failure? The chicken, the armor, blah blah." I was like, "Are you serious, guys? This is why I hate Hollywood critics and the whole review machine because they only focus on the opening." Like it weekend. doesn't they- matter. It doesn't matter what opening weekend box office pulls in. Like, sure, that's gonna play a factor, but. That doesn't mean that it's a shitty movie because it does poorly. It's because Ant-Man wasn't known. Ant-Man's not a huge character. Spider-Man, however, will always fucking do well because Spider-Man's plastered everywhere. No one knows who Ant-Man is now. Yeah, like, no one knows who Ant-Man is. And even, like... Now they do. Yeah, and even, like, when, when Paul Rudd, like, had told his son that, um... That he was going to play a superhero named Ant-Man. His son replied like, oh gee, I can't wait to see how horrible that's going to be. Oh, <laughs> and like, I mean, Ant-Man, Ant-Man's a great movie. I fucking love it. Paul Rudd was so unbelievably charming in this movie. I, I really loved his performance. He did really well. He sold the character. And he just made him like a really lovable guy. And I think the show stealer was Michael Pena. Pena? Yeah. Pena? Like I, I, I only know him from the movie Observe and Report. Yeah. But he totally, totally stole the show. His deadpan humor is spot on. And I just, I want a spinoff movie just with him and like the two other criminal accomplices. They brought like, I mean, the, there was there were so many funny movies in the movie, but those are my favorite parts. They I just, feel like uh, I liked. Paul Rudd, Paul Rudd seemed to crack a lot of jokes, like, in the wrong moment, which made everything more hilarious. Like, they were talking about what happened to Janet, and, like, it's a really touching moment. And then Paul Rudd, like, says something to fuck up the whole moment, and he's like, Oh, uh, did, did I just fuck that up? Yeah, I'm gonna go over there now. And, like, he just kind of walks away. What do you think about uh, Michael Douglas as uh, Hank Pym? I thought, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I don't know a lot yeah. about Hank Pym, so maybe you're a better judge of this. Um, I liked him as Hank Pym a lot. I feel like his Hank Pym was more uptight. But then when you finally get to hear the backstory of what happened to Janet and everything else, like that kind of shows why he was like that. And I like that they added the fact that he can't be Ant-Man anymore because he's done it for so many years that it put a strain on his body. Mm-hmm. Let's see what else. Oh, dude, uh, what's his name? Uh, the villain. Oh, uh, Yellow Jacket? Cor- yeah, Corey Stoll, uh, the guy from yeah. House of Cards. I loved how over-the-top he was. He he chewed the scenery 
like no other. And he reminded me of like a like a really old school, over the top Bond villain. Yeah. And it was just so good. Uh, it just really fit with the whole nonsensical but still treated serious movie of the uh, tone of the movie. So I loved him as Yellow Jacket. Um, I I also got a real um, like Spidey versus Goblin sense when they were fighting. Definitely because yeah, yeah. it it was like. Um, he was really out to just kill Ant-Man, and Ant-Man was just there shit-talking and, like, whooping his ass, yeah. getting his ass whooped, and, like, it was just amazing. That uh, no spoilers, especially for Stan, but that fight scene, that was so cool. Like, and Paul Rudd got ripped for that just yeah. one shirtless scene. Mm-hmm. It was it was crazy. So did he Chris Pratt. One... I mean, you didn't see Chris Pratt, like, flex off his muscles very much, but, you know... But that scene yeah. sold it, right? So uh, This is true. What else? What else? Uh, oh, the giant Thomas train. Yes. Show oh, stealer. The, the, the spoilers for Stan, come on. They show it in the trailer. Yeah, they show it in the trailer. Oh, the, the giant one? Uh, the, the, I know they show the, the, the train falling over on the train tracks. Yo, that scene is still hilarious. It really, that cracked me up so much. Uh, Stan, that's going to be one of your favorite scenes, just saying right now. Yeah, I can't wait to watch it. And the touching moments with uh, Scott and his daughter. I really I lo- love those scenes. They're, the daughter was just so quirky, and I loved her. She was really cool. Like, she, she loves, like, this really ugly monster doll that, that uh, Paul Reed gives her, or Paul Rudd gives, gives her. And, yeah, she's she she was a surprise hit for me. Yeah. I, I, she, I, and it really, it made the father-daughter arc of the story, like, more pronounced and more memorable, and I... It, it also made him, I, I feel like without him, uh, without Scott having a daughter, it would have made it really hard to mend between um, between um, Pim and, and uh, what's her name? Hope? Hope. Yeah. Yeah. It provides like, a parallel between Hope's and Michael Douglas's relationship as well as Rudd's and his daughter's relationship. It's, it's a nice interplay. The themes of families are pretty strong. Um, I feel like uh, uh, Disney is getting a little more loose with their language now. Yeah, 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 definitely. I I I definitely got that from this movie. They cursed quite a bit. And, I mean, what do you expect from a comic book? I think they're just trying to, like, build up that they're okay with this so that when Deadpool comes out, it's just, like, not from, like, nothing to, like, whatever the fuck Deadpool's gonna be. I think they're... They're realizing they could treat their audiences like 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 they don't have to treat them with kid gloves, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. which is good. It's a it's a good, good step forward. Uh, now, if only Marvel can stop making movies with with the need to insert origin stories like Spider Man. I'm like, we all know, we all know the Spider Man story. You don't need to. Well, the new Spider Man movie is not going to have an origin story anymore. Are, are they're not. Well, that's good. No, they're not including origin story. It's just going to skip to when he's already Spider-Man. That's awesome. Mm. More of that, please. So you have any any closing thoughts on Ant-Man before we wrap up? Amazing. Go see it. Go see it right now. Don't don't listen to the haters. Have a good time and, you know, and oh, and stay for the stay for the end credit scene. It will blow it will Both blow end mind. credit scenes. I really want to see this movie, man. We should do a spoiler We should cast. go see it. I don't know about a whole spoiler cast, but I mean, we can do, like, a 30-minute show on it. Well, you guys already talked about it, man. Well, I mean, there's a lot in depth about this movie. I loved it. All right, we'll see. All right, so you want to wrap up? So if you have any questions, comments, special topics you want us to talk about, you can get at us on Twitter at at SuperNerdPals. 
Go on our Facebook page, join our little community that keeps growing every day and Great continues community. to be awesomely active. It's fucking amazing. Thank you guys for supporting us on the group and for posting. We yeah, like we to really read what you guys it. have to say. Stay tuned for our new podcast coming up. Super uh, Sad Samurai Friends. Sad Samurai A podcast friends. all about anime and how we like to roast it. And, uh, and get and, sad. Yeah, and get sad over it. You know, so stay tuned. We recorded our first episode already. It was a lot of fun. And as soon as we polish it up, we'll put it out there for you guys to listen to. Yep, and rate us, comment on our on our thing, subscribe. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Find us on WordPress. Google and us. Tell your friends We're about there. it. Tell your family about it. You know, have podcast parties. There you go. Tell everybody. Tell everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much it. So thanks for tuning in, guys. Thanks, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next week. Peace out, guys.